to the Cosmos. I'm Liz. I'm Mike. I'm Brandon. And uh, this episode, we are talking rainbows and why you can never get to that goddamn pot of gold at the end of them. Well, that's because the... I know this is going to spoil it, but the end of the rainbow is actually attached to the back of the unicorn, and so they're just constantly moving, and they're faster than us, so we can just never catch them. That makes sense. Episode over. Are are unicorns faster than the speed of light? Uh, Oh, yeah. They're mythical beings. Yeah. What if the horns allow them to go through, like, alternate realities, and they go through wormholes, and that's how they're faster than the speed of light? Oh, Maybe. Everything's magical. Unicorns, rainbows, it's all magic. It's all magic. It's all magic. It's all magic. <laughs> anyway, before we get started in discussing why you can never find that pot of gold at the end of rainbows and what rainbows are and um, all that good, fun stuff, uh, of course, first we got to talk about what we're drinking. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just start it off, kick it off with this rainbow-themed drink right here. I have uh, Rainbows All the Way Down is the title of this drink. Uh, it is uh, grenadine, some uh, yellow juice, which I'm assuming is the uh, orange. Orange juice with, so. with mango rum. Orange juice with mango rum. Um, and blue cacao. And blue cacao! Now, now I, need to, I need to know, do you intend to actually mix that up, or will you be drinking pure grenadine? Yeah, I'm going to mix it up, but I, it was really hard for me not to, because I wanted to show it. But here we go, ready? This is what happens when you mix a rainbow. Oh. <laughs> mix a rainbow. Oh, it gets dirty. It gets dirty. It's a it muddy gets... rainbow now. Yes. It's, um, well, Mike's drink further, his name, his drink name, um, uh, you go for it. What are you drinking? I was going to say, are you going to speak for me? Um, no, so... I was making the same thing, rainbows all the way down, uh, but mine got muddy, so now it is Lucky Charms. And it looks like the color that the milk turns um, after eating a bowl of Lucky Charms. Yep. We would know because we just recently had Lucky Charms because we're adults. Magically delicious. Mm -hmm. And Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, because we're fucking adults, man. Yeah, yeah. That's how we roll. All right, Brandon, what you got? Um... So I literally just got back into the city like five minutes ago, so I had to think of a drink off the top of my head. And because it's just bourbon, I'm going to go with a Photon Gold. Ooh, Ooh Photon nice. Gold. I like that. Pretty nice for uh, um, top of your head. Uh, yeah, I, I was struggling really quick. Like, what do I call it? Do I just call it like light speed? No, that's lame. What do I do? Photon Gold. Photon Gold. Nice. I like that. We have some rules of course, uh, for all of our episodes, and those drinking rules are as follows. As if you follows. hear any dogs a barking, that's a drink. If we make a Star Wars reference, also a drink. And finally, if we make any Lord of the Rings references, drink. Drink, drink it up. Drink oh, it yeah. Up. All right. <laughs> Let's get into it. Rainbows, pots of gold, uh, and of course... We are we picked this theme uh, because it's almost St. Patrick's Day, almost. right? Uh, when this episode come is actually out in audio, when you're actually listening to it at the podcast, it St. Patrick's Day will have passed, uh, but not by far. So uh, it's March, and there's gonna be a lot of green, a lot of rainbows, a lot of green beer. I don't know what us um, how uh, us Americans just bastardize St. Patrick's Day, um, but. This pot of gold and rainbow thing seems to, you know, I did a little bit of research 
Um, and and it doesn't seem like there there's kind of a consensus, but there's multiple stories involved over like the origins of this whole mythology. Um, apparently, as back as like this, as far back as the 17th century, you know, the Irish. Um, you know, they clearly, they knew how rainbows worked. They knew that rainbow, there wasn't like, in reality, pots of gold at the end of rainbows. Ireland would probably be a very different place if it were. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, and, and they were, they basically apparently were fond of saying that one was as likely to find a pot of gold as they were to find the end of a rainbow. Ah, so it it got shortened. So then, you know, over time, I guess this saying sort of gets morphed into a pot of gold. Yeah, 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 it gets morphed into this like mythology and and their the stories involving fairies and and leprechauns and whatnot. So, um, in like old Europe, uh, like that, then the Irish would tell you fairies put a pot of gold at the end of each rainbow with leprechauns guarding it, kind of thing. Okay. Um, but then I have a couple stories that I had had found. Um, so there's apparently a well-known origin story, um, where basically, uh, uh, there were a couple of poor farmers in Ireland and the husband and wife pulled their very last carrot out of the garden and they found a leprechaun, uh, dangling from the roots of this carrot. I have so many questions about the origin of this leprechaun, but continue. I don't know. I don't know how this leprechaun... Like came under what, the earth and was like, like just holding on to this carrot. Ni- was it nibbling on the carrot? Was it trying to sustain itself for the winter? Was it trying to feed its family or steal? What was going on with this leprechaun? But that's besides the point. Also, that means leprechauns are super small. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Okay, I, like I just pictured yeah. like leprechaun <laughs> just being, you know, like I don't know, maybe like two feet in well, height. Car- carrots can be rather large as well. Okay. <laughs> Only if they're farmer maggots. <laughs> Carrots. Hey. Starting this off. Because that's how I roll. Anyway. So hobbits are taller than uh, leprechauns. Oh, yeah. How tall are hobbits? Like three feet. Three feet? Okay, yeah. Well, if a leprechaun, you can pull it out of the ground with a carrot, then it's like, uh, you know... Like a six inches? I don't know. A foot? It's like a rather big rabbit. <laughs> a rather big rabbit. It reminds me of this, like that that scene in, in Harry Potter where they pull up the plants. I think this oh, is in yeah. the second movie. Yeah. It's the mandrakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little babies crying. Okay, so um, they pull up this carrot. There's a leprechaun attached. The the This couple is like, what the fuck? Um, and then the leprechaun promised uh, one wish in exchange for his freedom. One wish. So leprechauns, I guess, are like Irish Irish genies. Um, so so basically, the husband and wife they couldn't decide on a single wish, so they begin like wishing for for everything that they want because naturally, I mean, uh-huh. how can you just decide on one wish? Um, so so they're like wishing up all these things, and then the leprechaun is like. Yo, <laughs> hold on. You gotta cool it. He interrupts them. He's like, "Holy crap! These these poor farmers are super greedy." And he said that they might have all they wished for and more if they could find his pot of gold hidden at the end of a rainbow. Why not just wish for the pot of gold? 
Come on, guys. Look, they they didn't think of that, and then the leprechaun changed the rules on them, so they couldn't do uh, that. So then the leprechaun apparently like winked, took off, and left the farmers to chase rainbows forever. Vega. I like to think it's like um you know on like Discovery Channel or history you have like, extreme weather chasers, storm chasers, <laughs> but it's like 16th century Irish farmers. Oh, here comes the rainbow! I can't do any Irish at all, so here comes the rainbow. Let's go, let's go chase it down. Extreme rainbow chasers. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like 16th century Irish farmers trying to track down this pile of gold at the rainbow, and yeah. like coordinating with fire and smoke from the distance. The the entire country just starts <laughs> running. Chasing rainbows. Rainbow. Instead of uh, uh waterfalls. <laughs> no, yeah. Go chasing. Anyway, all right. Well, you can also find <laughs> rainbows in waterfalls, so maybe there's a connection there. Oh, there you go. Don't go chasing them though. Maybe there's a pot of gold at the end of waterfalls. Uh, maybe. Let me let me get in the barrel and find out. <laughs> Is that another drink? Does that count? We'll count it. No, 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 no. The Hobbit doesn't count as a reference. I mean, it's Tolkien. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh... Drink if you choose. Drink if you choose. Oh, okay. okay. I choose. So, another another story I found um, that so there were legends about pots of gold buried at the end of ra- rainbows originating from. Like um, when the Vikings invaded Ireland around 795 AD. Um, and so the Vikings are known, of course, for like looting and pillaging and raping and also burying gold and other treasures at undisclo- undisclosed locations. Um, and so the legend of pots of golds began when they eventually like left Ireland and they left some of their stolen gold behind. And so, that's what you always do. Of course, you know. I'm just gonna leave you, the money well, lying. They can't remember everywhere they buried shit. So, so uh, this is a tangent. I apologize, but I was reading this really cool like article about um, like what did ancient Britons do like when Rome left and the villages were sacked and they left and it happened quite a few times in their in their lifetime. Turns out they would take what they owned, any gold or whatever they had, and bury it in some distant location and hope to be able to come back like when government reestablished itself. So in like Britain, there's a bunch of randomly hidden treasures like that because people would just go run, bury it, and go off and probably die because the government never came back. Like that's kind of cool. Wow. So, t- tangent. Kind of cool there. And they're dying. Kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> they died. It's cool. Waiting for the government. So well. folklore um, depicts leprechauns as uh, these mistrustful creatures that detest humans. Um, okay, yeah. Um, that's legit. Um, and so they found, the leprechauns found the abandoned gold and buried it again so no human could ever find it. And the old folk tales tell us that there is a pot of gold hidden where the end of any rainbow touches the earth. But alas, therefore you can never get that pot of gold because a rainbow can't ever touch the surface of the earth. Which we'll talk about. In a bit, when we actually get to some science. When we actually talk about science, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was trying to find out how much a pot of gold would actually be worth. Um, And there was a a couple different things I found from, uh, like, there was one from, like, uh, an article from 2013 that uh, uh, said a pot of gold was roughly worth about, like, I think it was, like, $427,000. And then there was another article from 2015 which said it, it, a pot of gold would be worth like $1.2 million. So more money than we have. Yeah. Right. But with that $1.2 million, um, really how many Skittles can you purchase? 
Haha, <laughs> 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 purchased what one point two million bags? So many skittles. Is there like uh a dollar each? You so, can so take like, so many rainbows. So like twenty four million skittles. Okay, yeah, sure. Roughly. Roughly. Twenty six forty million. Easy. Somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. Um Well done. <laughs> Do we want to get into uh, um, basically how some other cultures have seen rainbows? I would like to point out that, um, according to uh, Jack on YouTube, Isaac Newton's great-great-grandfather, Iris O. Newton, discovered rainbows. Oh, before then. <laughs> I like it. Before, the, before then, we just had never had rainbows in the world. No. <laughs> nope, there were no rainbows before then. I, I, actually, I really don't know any cultural stories about rainbows, so I'm I'm kind of interested to learn what you know other people thought about well, rainbows these, in the stories. These are not stories. No, they're just some origins of rainbows. Yeah, these are just, hey. rainbow origins. Just some quick things and how uh, different cultures, I guess, see rainbows. I guess is probably the better better term. So, oh. um, different cultures, um, I you know they all see everybody sees rainbows. Rainbows are you can see them anywhere on the earth. I know, right? And so different cultures see them um, different ways. Um, in Greece and Rome, because Rome just stole everything from Greece. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, um, and the Italians, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so the rainbow was considered to be a path made by um, by a messenger uh, between Earth and uh, Heaven. Okay, okay. Yeah, so just go sliding down that rainbow. Mm -hmm. Boom, you're here. Rainbow Rose. Was, yeah. So was there like... Would Apollo be god of lights, or would he also be like god of rainbows, the god of fabulousness? I don't know. Let's go for it. I think so. Okay. I think you should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if if they understood it to be light, but they might have. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the Greeks were the first to start going. Hey, let's figure shit out in a rational way. <laughs> All right. So uh, Tibetan Buddhism, they um, they see that. Uh, um, you can you can actually become a rainbow body through practice. What does that mean? I don't know. A rainbow body? A like, rainbow body. Can I just become... Just, I, I would just be a rainbow? Let's just say you, you probably attain enlightenment at that point. <laughs> and light. You attain enlightenment yeah. and just like turn into a rainbow. Yeah, you're and just a, you go like shooting off. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great way to end? That would be a fantastic go. way. Just like... Witness me. <laughs> Bye. Rainbow out. <laughs> yeah. um, the Chinese, which I, I actually I think this is kind of cool. So I, I like this visual right here. Okay. Um, so in Chinese mythology, the, rain, the rainbow was a slit in the sky that was sealed by a goddess using stones of five different colors. I just, I don't know, just the imagery to me. It's like, oh shit, this guy just ripped somehow. So I'm just going to put these, these five stones. color stones in there. Yeah, and I guess Maybe it they makes were the Infinity Stones. Oh, that, yeah. I was thinking like Pokemon Gemstones. You would. Um, <laughs> the Australian uh, Aborigines, um, there's a rainbow serpent, and it's the deity that governs water. Oh. That's so cool. Yeah. So, um, so here's one that is kind of a local thing for, for us that we have to mm -hmm. deal with. Um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints mormons uh the founder joseph smith um stated that the second coming of jesus would not occur in any year in which a rainbow is seen so guess who's never coming 
He will never be here <laughs> for multiple reasons. In any but, year a rainbow is seen? Yep. So, look, man, you can see a rainbow. Rainbows happen all the time. Hawaii alone just can't allow Jesus coming. <laughs> it's on their license plates. Yeah. Um, huh. So, uh, but not everybody is sun. Not everybody saw it as sunshine and rainbows. Uh, oh. People in uh, like the Amazonian cultures, like mm-hmm. the Incas, mm-hmm. they didn't like rainbows. No, they how, did not like. How them. do you not like a rainbow? It was associated with malign spirits that cause harm, and so there were uh, people. People will actually close their mouths. So that uh, so that no harm comes to them, they don't get any diseases and stuff uh, when they see a rainbow. Uh, <laughs> so they don't uh, go. Oh. Now I, I wonder because like in those parts of the you know the central part of the world, the hemisphere, uh, equator rather, uh, like there's gonna be rain all the time and big storms all the time like that. So rainbows wouldn't necessarily be a cause of you know celebration. Like hey, rain's finally coming in in Australia. It must be the big serpent connecting everyone together. It's it rather than, oh, this is going to suck, guys. Oh, Here's a motherfucking rainbow again. That's a good point. Well, they didn't like them. <laughs> so, I guess they still don't. Um, <laughs> and for New Age uh, people, the seven colors, I, I'm almost hesitant to say this, but the seven colors of the rainbow represent the seven chakras um, from red to violet. So, yeah. Chakras being a thing that's not, not real. real. Not real at all. In in modern culture, modern being um, thirty some odd years ago, mm-hmm. thirty five years ago, um, Rainbow Island was an arcade arcade game in nineteen eighty seven, um, where you would shoot rainbows at your enemies. Yeah, yeah. But it was also known as the story of Bubble Bobble Two, which I just like to say Bubble Bobble Bubble Two. Bobble. So so. Really quickly, Bubble Bobble is one of my two favorite arcade games of all time. You have these little tiny dinosaurs, and you shoot bubbles at those, and they get sucked into the bubbles, and you bump on, you jump on them, and they bloop, and it has a wonderful soundtrack. Um, but Bubble Bobble 2 is a very rare find online, so it's a little more difficult to find than just the regular Bubble Bobble. Um, so it's just a myth in my mind. I desperately want to play it. Yeah, it's the sequel. I haven't heard of either one of them, but they Bubble sound Bobble. amazing. Well, guess, guess what soundtrack we're going to listen to in like a week. Bubble bobble. Bubble bobble. Bubble bobble. bobble. I played all the time growing up. You know, in Japan, they were they're called bubble and bobble. They're two different characters. But here in America, it's bub and bob. Bub and bob. Yeah. We, why can't we just call them bubble and bobble? It's just more fun to say. Take all the fun out of everything. Let's uh, let's get into some fucking science. Fuck all this mythology and folklore and whatever yeah. bullshit. Fuck culture. Am I right? Yeah, fuck culture. Yeah, fuck culture. Let's get into science. What is, what is a rainbow other than magic and beauty? Well, let me ask you this. Can you, if you're, can you ever see a rainbow and the sun at the same time? In the sky. Like, am I, like, am oh. I looking at the sun and seeing a rainbow in my peripherals? No, I, no, can you can't, you? you can't, no, you can't. You can't. You can't do it. You can't do it. The sun is always behind you when it comes to a rainbow. Oh, that's going to make sense. So, um, you must have some kick-ass perfer- peripheral vision if you can see the sun if uh, uh, behind Maybe you. Maybe dogs can, because dogs have an extended peripheral. Not 180, not 
completely no, because do, do, dogs are hunters and you need to be prey to have the eyes on your side that way you get all the view around you so that way you can dodge the hunters more efficiently okay that makes sense so basically um a rainbow <laughs> is um a, an illusion it is an illusion so basically um rainbows are created uh when sunlight enters a raindrop um so sunlight goes into the raindrop it it gets bent it reflects off the back wall of the raindrop like a mirror the back wall of a raindrop let's just yeah and then it goes back out and um and you see the rainbow that sounds so delicate it's a it's reflect it is refraction reflection within a raindrop that rain that raindrop is basically acting like a prism mhm yep Exactly. And sometimes you will get two reflections inside that raindrop, and that creates a double rainbow. Double rainbow! Yeah. And in reality, though, um, double rainbows always happen. Um, it's just that most of the time, right, that second rainbow is actually really quite dim, mm. and so you don't see it. But on occasion, it is a really bright double rainbow, yeah. and you can actually see it. And we're talking a lot about refraction and reflection, but what is the difference between those two wonderful terms? Oh, the difference. Um, well, reflection, that's a mirror, right? So light bounces off something. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it just bounces off, completely changes direction. Um, refraction is bending. So when light, when light goes from one medium to another, like from air to water, Water is more dense than air. Um, the light will, will bend. Mm -hmm. And if it's more dense, it bends more. And so mm -hmm. um, that is what we call refraction. But when it, so it when light actually just bounces off something like a mirror, mm -hmm. we call that reflection. Yes. Yeah. So like when you have a swimming pool and everything seems like a slightly different angle when you're looking down into it or when you're yeah. looking up from it. When you ever see it into the pool and you look at your yeah. feet and you're like, man, my feet look weird. Do I have big feet? Yeah. So that's all refraction. It's just, just it's light fucking refraction. with you. That's what it is. Yeah. What's really cool Damn though. <laughs> what's really cool though is you can actually have rainbows reflect off water. And so it creates these really cool so you'll have you'll have the rainbow like we normally think of, mm -hmm. but coming out the edges you have this other rainbow that just shoots out of it. And as the sun gets lower to the horizon, you have a better chance of actually seeing it, and it looks like it just shoots straight up out of out of the rainbow. It's really, it's really. It's like cool. a rainbow pillar. Yeah, so you, it actually does curve above the normal rainbow, um, but but you do need you need water for that, and it, that water needs to be uh, very calm for that to happen. So, are there any other types of medium besides water that rainbows can be present in? Like, if we had an atmosphere of like I don't know, floating mercury somehow. An atmosphere of floating mercury? Wow. Yeah, it's like a mercury mist, somehow. Magic. Um, I, well, I mean, yes. I, I would say probably yes. It, it might not be the same mechanism that you would have going on with water. Because mercury is, mercury is more reflective anyway. Um, and I, I, there, there's a close analogy to this with sun dogs. Sun dogs um, are these, so you'll have the sun and sun dogs are created by um, these ice crystals in the earth, in the atmosphere. They're basically flat 
crystals, and uh, they're almost completely horizontal for, for sun dogs to occur, but the light from the sun hits it, and it, it reflects off those, or refracts, it hits it, and actually, no, it actually reflects off those ice crystals, um, and, and you see the sun dogs, but if you look closely at a sun dog, um, you actually will see um, red, you'll, you'll see the, the rainbow in it. Um, red closer to the sun, blue, right. violet further so, out. So, so I would say not, yes, you could yeah. with the mist of mercury. And, and it's not just you know water you need for this. It's a prism. It's you need a prism to be able to refract that light. It's like yeah. that famous picture. I guess we can go. With, I guess we can go with Pink Floyd as well. Oh yeah. yeah. With the light going through the prism and seeing the rainbow on the other uh -huh. side, you can have an atmosphere of glass triangles and you'll get prisms coming out. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it just depends on that that medium. Yeah, but I think mercury is different though. Mercury is yeah. going, which is, is which is more metallic and reflective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not very translucent. Right, and so the rainbow that you're going to get is going to be similar to the rainbow that you're getting from those ice crystals, which would be more of a reflection type thing. Hmm. It's nearly a heavy metal rainbow. Yeah. Hey. Wouldn't want to live there. You'd die. Would. Oh, it's funny. Would the because so when when that light is getting. Um, refracted by the prism or water what have you by that effect and it so it gets it when it's refracted it's getting broken up that so that we see that continuous spectrum uh from the sun instead of just blinding light we see the it split into those different colors would right. a different medium alter how much colors are the colors that are seen or um well it no no, it would it would mm. it would affect how much those colors are bent. Mm. Um, and so the all right, so the amount of bending is is going to depend on the wavelength and also depends on the material. Mm -hmm. There's um, that there's that word I was looking for wavelength. wavelength. Yeah. Um, so the wavelength of of the light, um, longer wavelength light doesn't bend as much. So um, when when you have light pass through a prism of whatever material, the the red bends the least, but violet, um, purple bends the most. Mm. That is why um, sunsets are red and not blue mm -hmm. or purple. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it depends on it depends on the material, and so, um, yeah, I mean, but it's still going to be it's still going to be those colors are going to be broken out. Yeah. Uh, the, it might be that uh, the, the violets go more mm -hmm. or bent more, a lot more, than, say, going through glass. But it all depends mm -hmm. on the material. And just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not necessarily there either. You had infrared below the red or ultraviolet beyond the violet as well, just the whole yeah. spectrum there. Oh, yeah. I mean, we see, we just see a tiny little bit of yeah. the light. This yeah. is that, what it, we call visible yeah. light range. I, I always love seeing that spectrum, you know, played out on a map or something. You can see, this is what I see. It's like looking at the first inch of an ocean and say, here's the Marianas Trench and see all the other possible wavelengths that's constantly out there in the universe mm -hmm. and we just see that small bit. Yeah, and you know what's really cool is you can actually uh, alright, so you have light come in, hit a prism mm -hmm. and you see the beautiful red red, oh, orange, yeah. yellow, green, oh, blue, and violet. Where did you bend it? Roy, um yeah so you, you see that you see the the rainbow but 
if you just take a thermometer and go to the left of red where it is invisible, you'll find the temperature rises. Um, because that's infrared. Yeah. And infrared carries heat. Right? Yeah. And so, in fact, that's how it was discovered. Well, doesn't all light <laughs> carry heat? Because light and heat are one and the same, basically. But they're both energy. Yeah, they're it, they're different, but but it's energy. Yes, yeah. it, it is energy. But it's different though. I thought it was either a wave or a particle. <laughs> light can be both. <laughs> the dual what? nature of light. It can be a photon or a wave. Yeah, it, it this was a huge fucking debate in physics for for centuries. It was a huge debate. Newton Newton said it was uh, he thought it was basically little balls, you know, little light balls. And so little light balls. Little little photons, little particles. Um, but as you know, science as physicists did more experiments. Mm-hmm. Um, they were finding this, this interference pattern. If you, if you have two light sources, you can make an interference pattern. Or you really, uh, it's called a double slip experiment. You really don't even need two light sources. You do one. And high school. Yep. You, you light passes through these two slits in a wall, and you get this nice interference pattern on this second, more further out wall. Um, and the only way you can do that is with waves, right? And so um, it's like, oh, no, light is waves. It's not particles. And then Maxwell came around and unified. And did he go? And did he go? I'll hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. uh, Maxwell comes and he, does, and he unifies um, electricity and magnetism um, as, a, as a force. And out of his equations pops a wave equation for light. And then Einstein comes along. <laughs> I, I love the idea that these physicists are yelling at each other about wavelengths or particles, and nature just turns around and goes, "Shut up! It's you're both right." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the dual nature of light. Was there anybody that was like, "Why can't it be both, guys?" Um, oh, quantum some, physics some people. <laughs> the quantum people. The quantum like, guys, people. it could be both. Nope. Early twenty-first century, the weird people. No, just push them off to the side there. <laughs> It truly was quantum people. Quantum people were like, um, no, there's this dual nature. There's a dual nature to, to light. Uh, there's also a dual nature to matter. If, if, I, if you can speed me up fast enough, I actually will uh, develop a wavelength. And if you slam me through this double slit, I will make a... Uh, a Mike George interference pattern on that wall. <laughs> yeah, it's called a De Broglie, De Broglie wavelength. So, oh, a French That's aristocrat. Crazy. Would you make a rainbow? <laughs> Maybe. Well, lot, lot what of red. Your a lot of red. I wouldn't make it be a lot of red. I would make a splat. Is what I would make. But if they have nice little interference patterns in that splat. Um, Jack on YouTube oh. says, uh, atomized alcohol makes an infrared rainbow. Oh, that's really cool. Ooh. Fun. And we're all about alcohol on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we had, um, so Mars has a small amount of water vapor in his atmosphere. It's, hey, so get some wisp of clouds up there, like a crow from Kremlin coming in. It's just a wisp of cloud. Um, let's see what drink. And then, no. Wait, wait what? what'd you say? I mean, Nothing. I guess you didn't get it. No, um, you, no. Say it. Oh, a, whis- a whisper of cloud is when they were like the crows from coming in. 
Oh, the crows and the whisper. Oh, it's nothing. It's just the whisper cloud. Okay. All right. Drink for that. Anyway, um, so yeah, there are some other bait burners uh, with you know enough of it to make those whisper clouds up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also, would there be enough to make rainbows on Mars? Because I don't think we've seen any pictures with rainbows. I well, you just really need one raindrop to to act as a prism. On the problem is that raindrop, that a single raindrop it's isn't going to make a yeah. rainbow really bright enough for you to see. So the question is, is there enough water vapor um, to make a strong enough rainbow for your eyes to see? Okay, if you gather, I'm going off on tangent again. Um, I actually, I don't know this answer, but it's wondering aloud. I'm sure we can figure it out. If we gathered up all the H2O in the atmosphere of Mars, how big of a pool could you make? How, like, would it be a lake size? Would it be huge? Would it be... Tiny? I don't know, but it's a thought I'm having. Four, 42. So. 42. 42 cubits. I, I, 42 units. I feel like I've seen yeah. a visual of that. Uh, but maybe I'm Plus thinking I, of some different I, kind of Yeah, I'm, thi- I'm thinking of like the water. You take the water from the earth, it's a big ball. You take the water from like Enceladus, it's a bigger ball. I'm yeah, thinking something like that. Uh, but I don't think I've seen I, that with I, Mars. I don't ball. think I've ever seen it with Mars. No. Huh. I guess compared to the other planets, be a little dot regardless. Yeah. All right, we'll yeah. put that down for some future research or homework yeah. for everybody. I- I'm just wondering what's next about light and rainbows. Well, um, Liz did bring something up in, in her um, talk about uh, leprechauns and ends of rainbows and stuff like that. Um, so when you're looking at a rainbow... I, I believe that, all right, so you see an arc, and it, a, a rainbow is actually a complete circle. It's just yes. that the earth gets in the way. Fucking and earth. So, ah. so you get see out it of as here. an arc. Um, you see it as an arc. However, if you do get up in a high location, like on top of a mountain that looks down deep into some really big valley, uh, deep valley, or a tall building, or even a, a, a plane, you can actually see it as a circle. You can see the entire circle. Really? Yep. So, and... That's Rainbow Road! <laughs> Just and, one loop after the other. <laughs> and no two people um, will see the same rainbow if they're not in the same place. So, if, if there's a rainbow that I see here uh-huh. at our house... Um, and I get you and you come outside and you look at it, we're seeing the same, we're seeing the same rainbow. However, if somebody that, um, is two miles down the road, um, looks and sees a rainbow in that same direction, that rainbow is still a little fur- is a little further out than our rainbow. So it's a completely different rainbow? It's a completely different so rainbow. So basically rainbows are a matter of essentially perspective. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, and be, all right. So the light comes in, hits the raindrop, comes out. It basically reflects at a forty-two degree angle. Um, reflects or refracts? Reflects. Okay. And did it's, he just make forty-two up because you didn't know? Nope. It, it's actually. <laughs> I swear 40. to God, it, this actually is forty-two degrees. <laughs> um, it, it is forty-two degrees. Um, Meaning of life. Meaning of life. It's, it's rainbows. It's a rainbow. Yeah. So that 42 degrees hits us in the eye. Mm-hmm. But if you're a mile down the road, it misses them completely. 
And so they're seeing a rainbow that's a little further away. Huh. Yeah. So it's all like about Jaden Smith stuff going on. It's all about I where you are. Be real if eyes aren't. <laughs> if eyes aren't. <laughs> eyes aren't real. How can rainbows be real? How can anything be real? Nothing's real. Well, <laughs> that's why there's a tiny little eye in front of numbers sometimes. Like it's a gut check. Like just so you know. None of this is real. <laughs> the tiny little eye says it. Or uh, the Tibetan Buddhists say that, you know, nothing's real. It's all in your head. Well, not really kind of in your head, but like um, uh, like a table. A table does not exist. A table exists because we say that is a table. Are, just, are Tibetans just really into quantum physics? And they're like, you know what? Stand on this table long enough. You go through it because it's not yeah. real, man. Well, actually, actually, the Dalai Lama is into all that, and he he makes his monks, his monks have to take um, science classes, like advanced science classes. Man, so, that's good. Yep. Um, Only re- all religions did that. I know, right? Uh, really quick, because uh, I mentioned it, mm-hmm. what happens if you take a black and white picture of a, of a rainbow? Oh yeah, that's right. You do not see any color in it because it's a, it's a black, black and, and white. white. Picture, but but you still get an image of the rainbow, and and what will happen is is it's going to be it it, it'll go from you know not being there to in the middle is at its brightest, and then it it fades away at the Mm -hmm. edges again. Mm -hmm. Um, So you see this little arc going across, but it's in black and white. Uh So it's going to be gray. I thought you were going to say something about being able to pull the color values out. In like Photoshop and something oh, technical, no, that. but that wasn't the case. So or I, or I, that I, there would be ghosts. If you take a picture of a rainbow, black and white picture of a rainbow, you'll see the ghosts of the rainbows. The, the ghost of the ghost of Liberace's in the rainbow. The leprechaun ghosts. <laughs> you'll see a ghost of a pot of gold that you'll never have. No, but but I guess that would also explain how particularly you know what type of colorblind you are is, is that if you don't see those colors you would just kind of see a certain brightness that's slightly different than the rest of the sky i would assume yeah it'd be very difficult grayness. to pick out it'd be a gray so if you're red colorblind i guess maybe that red part would be gray i don't know uh, i didn't really i didn't look into colorblindness so i i'm just guessing i have no idea dogs can't see rainbows they can only <laughs> see <laughs> a little uh a, just can't... a little bit of them yeah, they can see a little bit of them. What is it? They see yeah. red and green? But, the blues and grays? No. But dogs are the embodiment of rainbows. They so are. I think it's out. Yes. Dogs are rainbows embodied. They don't need to see them because they are them. They That's... are pure magic and light. Yeah, but rainbows don't come out of Leia. Oh. No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Much worse comes out of Leia. <laughs> It's just death. It's just death. That's, those it's are the black, colors. It's black rainbow. Yeah, it just melts the inside. Oh, it. that's metal. Black rainbow. It's a death clock song. Oh, that's a good band name. Black metal. Or uh, black rainbow. We, we are black rainbows. <laughs> death and saddened things. So, okay. So basically, okay, would, does the, um, the star type affect the outcome of a rainbow? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I, you mean it's the the star color, the, the uh, color uh, star? Uh, yeah. So if it was like you know, uh, you like know, a red star, like a like a like a red giant or like a blue yeah, giant. Well, we got a, a, we got a white star. Or, 
Yeah, yeah well, white yeah, life. I, 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 I would say that most likely, um, like if you had a red star, you would still get a rainbow. But I bet you that that red is really strong. I bet there, and if you for a blue star, I would bet that the blue is really strong in that rainbow. Um, really interesting, it, and there's pictures of these um, that. If you have a rainbow right at sunset, that rainbow is going to be red. It'll be a, it'll be a red rainbow. Oh, I think I've seen like a red rainbow. Yeah, so it, it only has to happen. It can only happen at sunrise or sunset. That's you know you think is of rainbows as just being this sort of phenomena that you know we see here on Earth when it after it rains and the sun comes out, but really. A rainbow is it's going to be a universal phenomenon because all yeah, you need yeah, is, light, is light, light and a prism of some sort. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and then it it's great because it connects us all. You know, the lovers, the dreamers, the poets all together. It's some kind of great connection. You know, nice, nice Kermit. <laughs> I was watching Sesame Street this morning, so I have moments <laughs> in my mind. Well, I love that rainbows are based of. Um, it, you know, uh, physics. <laughs> They're this physics phenomenon, yet they have come to symbolize just, you know, love. Yeah, there, there's a lot of, like, uh, I was looking uh, and grabbing, like, you know, how cultures see rainbows, that um, there's been a lot of use of a rainbow flag, you know, throughout, throughout um, centuries. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's not just it's it's not just from the nineteen seventies to now with uh, LGBTQ. Um, uh, there's there, Italians were using it. There was like uh, uh, it was like some sort of girls' order of the rainbow kind of thing, and they had uh, they had a rainbow flag. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Order, girls', girls order, order of the, of the rainbow? rainbow. Yeah, it was you something didn't look like deeper that. into this. Wow. When was it from? Wow. Well, it was, it. I want to say it was actually more of a recent kind of thing for this. Oh man, I was thinking it was gonna be like some like random like medieval like right. the girls order of the rainbow. The, the girls of the rainbow. They were all at one point committed of witchcraft and found each other through medieval Facebook, and they became friends that way. It always starts Against, with witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> always. Okay, so. Oh. Yeah. Um, to represent the International Order of Rainbow for Girls since the early 1920s, the rainbow flag. Oh, okay, 1920s. Yeah. No, since the 1920s. So this is the Order of Rainbow for Girls. What do they do? I, How do you join? I, I don't know. It's an international organization, though. Oh. So, I don't care what they do. Like, how do you join? Can I be, like, an auxiliary member? Like, on the side? Like, hey, I'm a supporter of the... An ally Legion of Rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're gonna look this up. <laughs> anyway, all right. Anyway. Okay, so we have talked, um, basically, uh, some Irish uh, folk tales and mythology. Uh, we have discussed uh, what rainbows are and that they are not tangible and don't lead to any pot of golds, uh, in any way, shape, or form. Um, and, and, uh, talk about that, hey, rainbows could be seen not just on Earth, but they could be seen elsewhere in, uh, our solar system or in or the, beyond. the universe. Or beyond, yep. Just 
Love is love. Love is love. Love is love, everyone. Love is love. And B is the word of the day. B is the letter of the day. D. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a long weekend. Brandon needs a nap. <laughs> really? All right. All right, everyone. So, uh, rainbows are magical, yet also based in science. And good luck finding a pot of gold. Follow us on all these social medias. All the things. Twitter at Drinking Cosmos, everything else, Cosmos with Cosmos. Uh, you can listen to our podcast on anchor.com, our website, cosmoswithcosmos.com, or any of your favorite uh, podcast platforms. Uh, of course, uh, new episodes are released uh, every other Saturday uh, following our live recordings on YouTube. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thank <laughs> you.